Welcome to Monday in Westeros. I'm Grandmeister Todd A, and I am joined by part-time valet with the Golden Company, Taylor Trask, Hello. and Emily Kelly Cunin, first of her name, maker of video games, mother of cats, Khaleesia fan theories, the get turnt ruler of her condo, <laughs> season eight, episode two. Welcome. <laughs> I get every time I have to stop my laughing. It's fine. Um, so many character moments in this episode <laughs> oh yes <laughs> that was my first big note <laughs> and taylor before you joined us emily and i were talking about uh the what moment did you realize we're not gonna get to the battle in this episode oh right away okay. right away okay. i mean i i You're still going off your director prediction yes and i just i looked at all the things they had to do and i'm like there's no way they'd start a battle midway through this episode unless like unless the trial of jamie was going on and it was going to start right then and there (laughs) as like a weird misdirect i think Um, that when the when the trial did not last long i i think that's where i thought oh this might be like the wildlings assault on castle black where we get half of a battle in this episode Mm. But uh, oh, you I know. forgot about that. That, yeah. that mm-hmm. is true. Wow. Yeah, this is too important. There's too many things. And it, there's just where do you stop an episode halfway through a battle? Like what at what climax do you go? Well, we'll stop it here, folks, and we'll see you yeah. next week. Like <laughs> where? Well, I mean, there's no good place. So right. there's just I and given again, Miguel Sapochnik is the battle expert. Let just leave it in his capable hands. Uh, Emily, mm-hmm. do you, would uh, I, I believe you and I kind of agreed? It was, it was sort of about the halfway mark for both of us that we we saw. There's 30 minutes remaining, and then yeah, I was like, "There's a lot of talking going on." Like, yeah. the, like the guys from Castle Black and Tormund like didn't even show up until like minute, you know, like yeah. 38 or something. I was like, "Oh, so they don't even know they're coming yet until like more than halfway through the episode." I was like, "Cool." So I guess we're just gonna like get to check in with everybody say goodbye to some people who are probably going to die and we'll get yeah. to the battle next episode it did feel like they they definitely spent the majority of the time on the characters that didn't get the time in the first episode mm-hmm. yeah so that- well and but emily nailed it this is very much it, it this episode had to do two specific things one give you your last fond moment with a character that you might like or many characters that you might like because a a good chunk of them are going to go and two it really helped to ratchet up the tension and anxiety oh man that i felt as an audience member let alone me i felt i was with them waiting just waiting for my demise to happen it was just like that was brilliant i'm so glad they they waited just an extra beat because now i'm i'm like oh jesus i'm ready to go now i'm yeah well, and do you think that them staying in Winterfell for the whole episode also added to that tension ratcheting? Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they had dipped away, it would have felt, it would have been jarring. They, I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah. It was almost like being there in real time with them. Mm, like yes. that we go check in with Cersei, which could have been the week before. Like we have no idea what the time is for anyone else. Like we really got to stay there with them through this 24 hour ish period right before the battle. Yeah. Good point. It really was real time. Basically mm-hmm. Jamie shows up and, uh, and we know when, and then by the time Tormund shows up, we know it's going to happen tonight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, t- that does make it easier on us. We're not going to jump around locations. I'm just going to throw out, you know, questions and prompts and stuff, and we'll just go sort of scene by scene and, and, um, I'll throw it to you. Uh, so it starts in the Winterfell court with the, uh, we'll call it the trial of Jamie Lannister, even though it wasn't really that. Um, uh, uh, w- one of the notes I have as a question for you is, who is over Danny's tood? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You guys know, and if you guys, anyone listened to the show last season, do you know that I'm a Danny fangirl, like from 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 way back yeah, and ever. But even I'm like, girl, for real. Like, even after all the lies your brother told about you right. leaving Westeros, all of the stuff she learned from Barris and Selmy about her crazy dad, like all of this That's stuff. That's right. I forgot yeah. she had a whole chunk of time with that guy to learn yeah, everything. to learn oh, that can... her dad was Completely a literal madman. And on top of like, she never even knew her own dad. Like, oh. I know that's no, like, it, you know, Game of Thrones has a, as a running theme of, you know, my house, my family, that's the end all be all. But for real girl, like you have almost no connection to this absolute fucking madman of a dad. And mm-hmm. yet you're still butthurt about this other man that you've never met before coming into not even your house. Like, you know, girl. I wish I wish I'd counted, but she brought up that damn Iron Throne like Ugh. five times in this episode. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. didn't even spend a lot of time with her. It, do you think that's being planted for a Mad Queen moment? <laughs> Not a no. Mad Queen moment. Oh, yeah. sure, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, like I, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I don't think it's a Mad Queen moment. Like, I don't think she's like gonna start burning people in their armor or something, or like be a crazy person. But I think it does still reiterate this point we've been talking about. It's like she's she feels so entitled to yeah. this. She feels so like she tells Sansa, you know, later, like I have worked my whole life for one singular goal yeah. to take back the Iron Throne. I'm like, maybe you should have done a little bit other stuff with your life then like at this point it's like you know and she makes a good point too like later i'm sure we'll talk about it but like that you know now she is fighting a different war but in the back of her mind her ultimate goal is still the iron phone and i'm like your ultimate goal should be to like live like that's like way more important (laughs) at this point i mean i know another part was they were ratcheting up the tension for the scene we get at the end which we will talk about at the end but but yeah i there were many moments where she was a real pain um, yeah <laughs> i like that emily i like your i like your note about that though because it was wonderfully juxtaposed with two people in her in her inner circle who were thinking about how are we going to live our lives when this is all over i don't want to yeah. hang out here yeah. with Matande and Grey Worm. that was kind <laughs> oh, of a cool so it's like you got two people who are, are mm. you know a lot of people are thinking about well what do we do if we do if we do live what will happen yeah. i really do think that this whole Daenerys, uh, like everything she's going through, sort of this this weird, you know, fake out Mad Queen sort of thing, is just to lay the the track for tension. Once the White Walker battle's over, we need a good. It can't just be them versus Cersei. It has to have you know layers of complexity. And if if John and Danny are at odds, you know, rightly or wrongly, if the North and Danny are at odds, rightly or wrongly, like it just makes mm-hmm. it way more interesting when we finally get to that final. You know, sequence of Cersei versus whoever. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the I, the scene too. Sorry, Todd. No, the scene too. Like going back to the actual scene that we're talking about. Um, it was kind of a good scene of Danny trying to exert her little power play of revenge, and then the Stark siblings going, "Ah, uh, no." <laughs> <laughs> like Sansa's so like, "Yeah, no," and the John's like shrug. He just <laughs> leaves. Yeah, yeah, he's like, "Bye." And he's he's good. We're fine. Can I, can I ask a question? Was Sansa, by the way, in that scene auditioning to be the next Hellraiser? What was with that costume? Oh she was man, I have that <laughs> like, noted in the in oh, here. Oh, I love that was it. The throw to so Emily. Yeah, so much. I like Peter pointed it out too. My husband, he goes, "Man, Sansa's costume, like that's like a 
BSDM or whatever. <laughs> like she's like in a metal band. Like, yeah. I think it looks cool though. She thinks she rocks it because she's so tall and like she has a good presence and stuff. I think it's cool. God. Yeah, it's <laughs> rad. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Like especially like the layers of with the shoulder pad type thing. It's yeah. pretty, she looks baller. <laughs> Uh, point point of order uh, (laughs) there as we meet Jamie. Uh, Emily, what sword does he have? Oh, so um, I don't remember the name, whatever stupid fucking name that Joffrey gave the sword. Heart Eater. Heart Eater. Yeah, Yeah. stupid. So that's the one that he has. So because he gave Brienne his sword. And then after Joffrey died or whatever he he takes joffrey's sword so he and brienne have twin swords that's what i thought um i just wanted to clarify that we know he took that there were two swords forged out of ned stark's yes um yeah and so yeah one becomes oath keeper and one becomes heart eater (laughs) yeah (laughs) stupid Uh, um okay so uh right after that we get the the first short scene of gendry and aria where gendry learns that aria is actually really dangerous yeah uh, when she throws that dragon glass (laughs) which was just was i don't know was such a cool scene um uh i've really been enjoying the last few seasons where aria can kind of like bring the receipts after she <laughs> after she like yeah. you know comes off as a little arrogant or something mm-hmm. um I, I just thought i'd leave that there obviously we will circle back to to some events that happened between them um but if if you had anything from that first scene let me let me hear it <laughs> it's it's int- i mean it's the first time because i know a lot of shippers have been have been you know suggesting that these me. two are gonna hook up before the end <laughs> yeah and that's fine but this is the first first time i'm like oh she's she's hunting strange in this scene like this is it's ha- it is happening strange. she's standing there she's waiting she's kind of leering at him he's like what do you want and she's like yeah did you make it and she's like this is her little you know tough girl way of flirting with this guy hardcore <laughs> yeah letting her know that letting yeah. him know that she that- is capable <laughs> that look on his face when she walked away when he looks yeah. back at the blades stuck yeah. out and then it was kind of like oh <laughs> yeah I, um, think, <laughs> I think it really was like a good aria scene of because especially i think there's they're very smartly doing a lot of callbacks between yeah. you know season one and season you know the final season because in season one she was such a little brat right and just like so whiny kind of her and sansa too i mean they were young they were supposed to be very young children too you so you take that with a grain of salt but i think it is just such there's they she, the hound says later you don't talk very much now and i think but she always backs up the stuff that she does talk about yeah. now it is capable of of backing up the stuff that she talks about. And I just, I love, I literally wrote in my, my notes. I just put Gendry's face yeah. when Arya is casually tossing dragon glass. Yeah. Like yeah. his face of like, wow, I would like to smooch on that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get another little uh, reunion of Jamie and Bran at the tree in the God's wood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you make of that? <laughs> well, for me, it confirms like that, Bran, aka the Three-Eyed Raven, is yes. is legitimately just not Bran anymore. That he doesn't feel right. feels. He he doesn't have any real semblance of his old life as Bran anymore. Um, and I think one of my f- super favorite, well, one of my first favorite things was that Jamie seemed to take this three-eyed raven thing like pretty well. <laughs> like yeah. he was just like, oh, yeah. okay. He's like, well, cool, this makes sense, I guess. 
But my favorite lines was Jamie, like Jamie, like obviously he's feeling bad. He tries to apologize to, to the Thread Raven. And he's like, I'm not that man anymore. And Bran says to him, and you still would be if you hadn't pushed me out that window. Yeah. Of yeah. just like having as the Thread Raven now, he has all of this knowledge and all of this, um, you know, hindsight of he's, he is exactly where he needs to be. And so is Jamie. And they helped each other go on those journeys. And yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. Like it's not this groveling thing or like yeah. brand saying, I forgive you or like all this stuff. Like it was really, it was a cool moment between them of like, we in some indirect way helped each other become the people we were meant to be. And I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. Um, uh, then we get a, after that, we get a Tyrion Jamie moment. Um, mm-hmm. And there were two things that I thought were great that and significant that came out of that was one was Jamie asking Tyrion, is Daenerys really different mm-hmm. as the leader? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second was that it appears Jamie is vouching for Cersei's pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote in my notes. I was like, I mean, just word of mouth. It's like, they don't have like, you know, pregnancy tests in Westeros. They don't have like the little yeah. thing you pee on, but just from him that, yeah, that the pregnancy is real. And I think you can kind of feel like you just watch Jamie, like the whole rest of the episode, like through, well, throughout the episode of just kind of how like deflated and humble, more humble. He seems like where he, he really has run out on the, person he loves most in his life be to do the right thing and he's yeah. kind of like his shoulders are a little slumped and his face is a little bit more sad <laughs> like it's kind of a bummer think about when he, your sister wife or whatever their unborn <laughs> child think about when he first came to winterfell he was prince charming from from shrek you know oh, he's yeah. waving his hair mm-hmm. and he's just like you know riding on this horse and to see him now by the way there seems to be a linear correlation between how much how much grief a Tyrion or sorry, a uh, Lannister, Lannister boy goes through and their hair color because <laughs> I have, I mean, like Jamie's hair is as dark as Tyrion's now. I'm like, what? Yeah. are they yeah. even bothering to color it at all? I mean, yeah. I get it. It's just, but like both of those guys were blonde in the pilot, in oh, the yeah. pilot that we got to see. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I love Jamie's character arc. It's one of my favorite ones. He and Theon, I think have probably the most interesting, complex and, first you know for me satisfying arcs of any character on the show um second place to a couple people but they really went through a a massive transformation i in that scene in particular i Tyrion is so emo in this episode (laughs) did anybody else i mean like he's constantly even when he's talking to jamie he's like dying at winterfell Hmm, yeah i never thought i'd be doing this what about you you guys are probably going to be hand after i'm gone i guess he's just he was so emo i'm like dude i do not like and we've talked about this before i i've had very mixed (laughs) feelings on whether Tyrion has been a good hand right especially as it relates to daenerys he was a good hand for joffrey uh Mm -hmm. believe it or not yeah he's made a lot of mistakes as daenerys well pointed out she's like he's made a lot of mistakes y'all like a lot of major mistakes and when he gets down and gloomy, I, when he is this way, I have a hard time standing up for him just as a character. Like, dude, you've like, it, his, his mistakes are much more apparent to me. So mm. I, I do think, and we'll get to this later, hopefully, but I do think this episode seals him as a, a, a character who will be alive for at least a little longer, you know, up, he's got to see his sister in that final confrontation. So I think he's safe. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I just think, 
can't handle him. You know, it, it, I don't know about Jamie, but I can't handle Tyrion just being this mopey, just Sad. like, oh, everything's going to go wrong. I guess we're all going to die tonight, you know, whatever. Yeah. And his, I think his band has got a gig in the crypt yeah. during the battle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they do. Daenerys sent him down there. She's like, you guys are paying the people with your band. You go over there. Um, we need your mind. <laughs> I think this episode, too, like, I'm glad you pointed out like how much they talk about Tyrion's mistakes. Like, I think this is an episode where we kind of talk about a, like, a lot of people's mistakes. Like, we yep. talk about Tyrion's, we talk about Jorah's, we talk about yes. the Hound, we talk about a lot of people's. But um, I really like to... Oh, we didn't really talk about this. We kind of skimmed over this part of in the trial of Jamie of the, how Brienne stands up for him. Yes. And one, I love that because it was just really beautiful and I've always loved their like really weird relationship. But it was a good example too of Danny being that unforgiving person yeah. in regards to him. And where it's like Sansa, it's like the Lannisters have ruined her whole life. They yeah. killed majority of her family. They married her to this drunk, whoremongering guy. They tried to murder her. And she can forgive Jamie because Brienne vouched for him, but Danny can't forgive well, him. Well, but keep in mind, Danny does not have the context or information that Sansa does, right? True. Just, yeah. Danny just well, got there for all intents and purposes. Yeah. She doesn't know who's who's who. And yeah, her. insists that they all call her your grace. Yeah, and yeah. Bullshit. And and uh, uh, oh man, no, I, sorry, I mistook something. I was going to say uh, Jamie and Sansa had a cool relationship at the at the Red Keep. Nope. But- Nope, that was he the did not protect her at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, guys, I'm glad you brought up Brienne because I, I did have that in my notes from the trial. But also, then we get that moment of Brienne and Jamie in the <sighs> training field, and my she heart. gives him some attitude. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my heart, though, like that's not saying like he seems like he's like shuffling his feet a little bit and like seems yeah. kind of sad. But that moment where um he's a, you know he's essentially bending the knee without bending the knee to Brienne like telling I would you know be honored to fight beside you she's never had anyone say that to her before really not like, just yeah. beside her under her under her command yeah like yeah. she worshipped him like yeah. not only because he was an, an excellent fighter you know one of the youngest king's guard ever and blah 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 and the whole thing about whatever anyways but like that I love that, and she's like, like she couldn't, she didn't know how to handle it. She's like, uh, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Like, why aren't you yelling at me or like calling me big or something? Like, I don't know what to do with you now. Well, and I do think that that attitude that she gives him. Uh, at first I read it as like there are a lot of Game of Thrones reunions that start out with attitude because that seems like a convenient way to do it. But I did think later that it was no, that's her affection for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Like she's kind of, uh, you know, um, resisting her own affection for him of like, I've yeah. got to be tough, you know, to this guy because I defended him in in the trial there and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, then we get uh, I, I have marked that we have a Jorah Danny scene um, oh, and sweet Jorah. <laughs> but I don't have any notes on on what happened here. This is just the hand of the king scene. And it was weird getting Jorah to stand up for Tyrion, I guess a bit, not weird. I mean, it, it made sense. It was just, um, yeah, that was seemed it, to be well, his only he, purpose in that conversation. Yes. But at the same time, I'm glad they put that in there because I, I was starting to feel like, yeah, th- cut Tyrion out of this. Like he, this is probably a mistake, major, major mistake, number six or seven. So to have Jorah go, Oh, she's gonna, this is all going to go right. And the fact that Tyrion was even like, yeah, you guys are going to be hand after me. <laughs> like, so I'm glad it was Jorah, but he also seems to be the one that suggested she go talk to Sansa. And yeah. I found that. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah. He's like, I have two pieces of advice for you. 
And the oh. first is Tyrion, and then he's like, and then they don't say, say the second, but the very next scene is these sounds of dancing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I so think I'm he's assuming like, that's what yeah, that's what I, that's what I got from the bit too. That like he oh, was cool. telling her like you gotta make you gotta like make nice with Sansa. Like this is gonna be very very unpleasant going forward if you guys hate each other. <laughs> like just go and talk to her like woman to woman. Um, I Meanwhile, think that's I have to get dressed advice. down by my cousin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back later. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, there's an 11 year old girl. And yes. really. Gonna, so I was like, we're skipping we're ahead, but like, dear lord, like her in her tiny armor, like, <laughs> oh my god! Like I saw her, she's all stiff her hair and stuff. Her little tiny armor with like her armed guard dudes, and she's like, um, fuck your shit, like Jorah. Like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fight. Bye. And he's just like, uh, okay. You gotta have. I, I just had this moment in my mind, like. Jorah was doing everything, but 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 trying to avoid that conversation. It's like oh, I'm gonna go talk to Danny for a little bit. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. All right, I better go see Leon. Like I just this, there are these all these uncut scenes of him or cut scenes rather of him lurking around Winterfell. Every time he sees Leanna, he's like oh shit. He like hides around yeah. the corner. Like he doesn't want to deal with her right now. I, know. I feel like she has like the most savage like outlines to just good fortune to you cousin and then he <laughs> <Yeah>. leaves <laughs> like and he's just like okay bye oh <laughs> anyways so, as you said as you said the jorah danny conversation <laughs> leads danny to uh talk to sansa i love um, this scene i where, love yeah. this scene where sir bad haircut uh is dismissed again Royce. which is the perfect role for him i think god he just always him. looks like so sad like he's ate a lemon yeah. i'll yeah. tell you what though, that guy he does a great job that actor of of conveying like that he might be the most virtuous person in the whole realm you know, he's like, mm. we live by the law. I mean, he's been the one guy who's like, I we will not tolerate any nonsense. He was really pissed <laughs> that Littlefinger came in. You yeah, know, the fact that he's still there. Um, and he's you know, Cassandra's taking his console. Like, I really, I really dig that. You know, he's yeah. he just, that guy makes me feel like when this is all said and done, there will be good people still left, hopefully, to mend this all back together. Yeah. yeah. And he I like that he also you know, he obviously really values Sansa's leadership of the, yeah. you know, there's, there's been those yeah. two scenes in the last two episodes where someone else comes into a room. I think it was John the first time. And now it's, um, Danny it the Tyrion. second time. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah. That's right. And so he like looks to Sansa, like, are you okay? Like, can I leave? Like, should I leave? And she nods and he does, but and he's always like, especially with Danny, you know, he, he, he could have just like brushed her off or whatever, but he right. bowed. He did what was polite yeah, and what was yeah. right. And I, I like him too. He's and he in the books, he plays a much, much larger role too. And Does he's he? he's really good. Yeah. He's a really is a very incredibly honorable, um, good man in the books good, as well. Good. Yeah. Well, I love you, this scene. Emily, oh, sorry, oh uh, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna pitch to that. You I think both of you said you love this scene. Um mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> what about it? <laughs> oh man. I just like it's it's kind of one of those ones, like, you know. Danny is coming in and she's um it feel it feels like she's taking Jorah's advice to heart but she's also kind of being a little fake about it <laughs> like she's like okay I, I'm gonna play nice if you play nice and they do have like a couple nice right. moments in there and I think my thing about the scene and I wrote it in all caps in my notes with some misspellings as I was typing so fast was OMG John and Danny admitted to loving each other like that was like the I think mm. that was like my favorite thing that came out of this scene besides that they Sansa and Danny finally get to like be together alone mm. um was that they have both admitted at least out loud maybe not to each other that they are in love with each other 
and I thought that was really beautiful. And I thought it was, it was a nice, Danny gives the whole speech about like, I was going to fly my dragons across the sea or whatever to take back the Iron Throne. And then I met John and now I'm here with him fighting his war. You know, like if you want to talk about manipulation or if you want to talk about like who convinced who, he's the one that convinced me and not the other way around. Yeah, I, that, that was, was actually, I thought that was part of kind of the fakery. I mean, because really? I, I like that you point that out. I didn't, Yeah. I, no. I don't know, because I thought Sansa's hit of like, men do stupid things for women they're easily manipulated i was like oh shit because I, is it this scene or is it right before when she calls out danny like well you believed cersei too you know yeah it was that scene and i, I and i felt like you know sansa sansa i mean granted she mistrusts the lannisters in total mm-hmm. but specifically knew cersei was like yeah. the worst and yeah I think, so i think the part where Danny admits to being in love with John and kind of like going along with John's mission mm. instead of her own. I think that was genuine of her. Um, and I think it was almost like that she was letting her guard down. Like she was trying yeah. to give Sansa a little bit of peek of like, look, I'm not this cold blooded dragon lady trying to take your home, trying to take your brother. Like I really love him and I really believe in this cause. And, you know, I am here for a good reason, but then it all goes to shit. She was giving her, <clears throat> she was giving her that rare thing you get in the show where there's two women leaders going, isn't this tough? Like we both did it. We both did it. We're both mm-hmm. these powerful women who ascended to this. And we went through a lot of shit to get here and we made it like, that was just a cool thing to see. I think that was genuine. I think that sort of shared yeah. bond of we both did it. But then as soon as Sansa said, "Now yeah, what about the North? And Danny's like, well, and then the, they show the shot specifically cut to her hand pulling back. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, love well, this too, and- because this is genuine too. This is also yeah. Real. This is like the, the. I mean, yeah, there may have been some fakery in just the intention of yeah. having this conversation, but I, I think once it was started, I think both of them were honest with each other about what they I, wanted. Yeah, I don't think she was that Daenerys was being like disingenuous. She just was really swallowing her pride. Yes, mm-hmm. like they, it did not feel like something she would have done without being prompted for sure. Yeah. and. Yeah. Um, I have in my notes that that uh, Daenerys brings up, quote, the damn Iron Throne before Sansa asks about the North. And as as you two are both saying that about like, like, as we're all talking about it, I'm seeing that apology from Sansa is like actually such a great way to draw Daenerys in further. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and it was I'm sure it was sincere, too, but it was in that royal courtly way of like, this is what a lady does. She apologizes to the queen. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did you a disservice. And and then Daenerys, that's when Daenerys is like, oh, I, now I can grab your hand. And yeah, close. No, and then it was no, like, what about the North? And whatever, like, yeah. no, bitch, we're not. You know what? That's hard hearing you say that. It, it is kind of like Jorah was her father. It's like, why don't you go tell that lonely yeah. girl you want to be her friend? And like, she's like, okay, <laughs> hi, we will be best friends. Like, it, oh it had God. that, it had that sort of feeling of like, oh, I have my daddy told me to be nice to you. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, not to undercut it, but it, it, it was sort of that way. But I do, well, I, I, I don't, I just, I love <laughs> these two women because they have not talked, they have not had a scene yeah. for seven years or eight years. Yeah, yeah. finally get one, and it's, it was really kind of satisfying. Well, who do you mm-hmm. think seemed? Uh, stronger at the end of that conversation, more Sansa. powerful. Sansa, Sansa, Sansa. Sansa okay. for sure. <laughs> We're all in agreement on that one. Though. Yeah, like I think Danny was a little shaken too. Like she mm-hmm. just, I think she has lived 
the majority of her life where people are just, you know, nice to her (laughs) because she's royalty because she's beautiful or whatever. And to have, you know, she, she, again, it was maybe a little hurtful of like, she tried to open up to Sansa and then, but Sansa still has her family in the North, you know, always in the forefront of her mind. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, I think it was, Dana was like, Oh, really, man? Like, I thought we were doing so good. Like, you know, we had a moment. On the same token, San, like just like I said earlier about information and context, Sansa doesn't know that Danny was brutally raped, you know, early on, mm-hmm. and then you know, eventually loved the guy, which is the opposite of Sansa's situation. True, um, true. And that Sansa, you know, that uh, Danny walked through fire and lost a baby, and like all these things that happen, yeah. it's they probably have more in common if they just got to know each other than they yeah. do. But I don't think that will ever be allowed. I think that's they're, a really they're, good point. Their their destinies are are so you know. I, are, there's so much friction between what they both want that I don't think they'll allow themselves to have that that shared that sort of shared experience. Yeah, of, and I just think like in a realistic sense, there's just no time. Like we yeah. only have <laughs> four, four, four episodes left. Yeah. Like well, we she didn't can't even, spend a half an episode having yeah. them like braid each other's hair well, and like talk even, about their life stories. Even that conversation should have gone on longer, but then yeah. they are called away. And what I have titled in my notes as fucking Theon. Oh, <laughs> oh no. But no. that was only when I way. first saw his yeah. his uh, face. It becomes in a good way. Fucking and then, Theon. yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Theon got there pretty, pretty damn quick yeah. after last week. Like, we, we had talked about that. We're like, how fast is he going to get yeah. there? Oh, nope, he's there. It's Westeros <laughs> has teleportation now. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> he just wrote a, wrote a raven just yeah. all the way up there. Just <laughs> tied a bunch of them together and said, go, go. And they right. all... I mean, maybe he was when when he met up with when he rescued Yara, maybe they had that conversation right outside of King's Landing <laughs> and she went around the, you know, southern end of the country and he just went north and it was pretty yeah. short. Yeah, that's true. But I it did seem like they were close. To, yeah. So um, anyway, I, uh, Emily, you and I talked about this a little bit like off the air, but that oh reunion God. between Sansa and Theon was uh, heavy. Man, I just like, and I think a lot of us, we still have like, Theon, why are you such a dick? But like, after, as soon as it was like the Ramsey Bolton season on, it's just, Theon changed. I mean, yeah. and because the event, the traumatic events that he went through would change anyone. And having him, I'm going to cry probably a little bit, but because oh, I was crying when I was watching it and having him come back to the place where he both hated and loved being raised away from his home where he learned to fight alongside the Stark boys as brothers, where he made a huge mistake of letting the ironborn and his pride take Winterfell. And he thought he killed his brothers basically. And then having all this stuff happen to him with Ramsey Bolton, this incredibly traumatic physical assault, all of the things that happened between him and Sansa of the, that they were both physically assaulted. Oh yeah. And they are both survivors of the same assaulter and mm-hmm. both survived and got their revenge on that guy on Ramsey Bolton and helped each other survive, helped each other escape for him to come back and basically pledge himself to her and to Winterfell. Like it was just such a beautiful culmination of all of the things that they have both suffered. I yeah. feel like of that. He, he is not there to pledge himself to Daenerys. He's there to pledge himself to Sansa mm-hmm. and the cause of the North. And it was just, I, cri- I cried. I like, I, I was just like, Oh my God, Dion, like, Oh my God, like, this is so beautiful. Like it was just, 
to have, especially Sansa, look at him the way she looked at him and have tears mm-hmm. in her eyes and go to hug him, something, you know, three seasons ago, four seasons ago, she would have never even thought to do. It was just really incredibly beautiful. It was, without, it was lovely. And without even like, you know, she, there was no dialogue. She just did it. No, she just it did it. Like, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's no words. Like she didn't need to explain to anyone. She didn't need to explain to Daenerys what would had gone on between them. They knew no. what happened between them. They know the trauma they suffered together mm-hmm. and survived mm-hmm. together. And I loved that moment. It was probably one of my favorite moments in the whole um, season. I'm going to say Alfie Allen gets, uh, I've said this before, but I think he gets the MVP for acting for this entire series. <laughs> that I'm serious. That guy I mean, every time he's on screen, I can't turn away. It, even if he's yeah. shitty to the other characters, like I, that guy. And if you I mean, obviously he's acting, so it's, it's not like that's just how he is, but it's, he, he does he, anytime there's a scene with him and Yara, I mean, I'll cry at the, he and Yara scenes. Like yeah. when he was at the King's mood, I'm like, Oh my God, Alfie. Yeah. Like, he <laughs> has this ability to suck me into these character dynamics and I will fall for it every single time. Todd's mm-hmm. black heart prevents him from yeah. liking. <laughs> no, him. Todd cried too. Did he? Me? Todd? Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. But I did. This God, did. Um, well, because when he, when he first showed up, uh, I, I, I mean, Taylor and I talked about this in our, our preview episode a bit. Like, I really felt like the moment of redemption was against Euron. When he, I wish he would have defended Yara at that moment mm. and given his life for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I And when he showed up here, I was like, oh, Theon, you know. But I did. <laughs> I had that realization, of, you know, just sort of that memory kicking in of like oh yeah Sansa hasn't been reunited with them since they escaped basically and they were sexually traumatized and violently traumatized by the same perpetrator and like they are bonded I mean at the end of season five or whatever they hold each other's hands and jump off the wall like that was huge absolutely Um, uh, and contrasting this with John's reunion with Theon is also heavy you know like Mm -hmm. I I felt like that emotion was totally appropriate and then this emotion was totally appropriate and more importantly for this episode in a microcosm it was probably the scene before this between Sansa and Daenerys where I you know checked how much time was remaining and realized like oh this is all going to be set up for this episode so when there was that emotional reunion with Theon that was where the whole tone of the show changed for me and I was yeah I was totally choking up like in mm-hmm. every subsequent theme, <laughs> um, because right after that is Davos, oh. uh, 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 Sir Davos getting confronted with the girl that reminds him of Shireen. Yeah. Um, and oh, do we know? Man. Do we know where Melisandre is? Because I am waiting for Davos and Melisandre to have a, a confrontation about that, and I don't think it's happened yet. She's she's somewhere in yeah. Westeros because yeah. she has to die in that strange country. Yeah, she's okay. like doing some doing some witchy. I'm sure she'll show so up <laughs> in the next couple of episodes. She's like, I found the Lord of Light. He's just over here. Yeah, like, I found him, guys. No worries. All right, that that just made me remind. It just reminded me that they that they have re, that they've met since then, but Davos doesn't know. Yeah, and Wait, I feel like no, that, he does. He knows that Melisandre had Shireen. Yeah. encouraged. He knows yeah. this. He does. Yeah. Well, he found her burned toy that he gave her. He confronted uh, Melisandre with it, and John told her to leave Winterfell. Oh, yeah. that's and, right. And John said, "Like if, if you know, if you come back here, I will let this man kill you." That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they still um, need to. There still needs to be another confrontation before the end. But yeah, yeah. she she'll, was she'll at back, Dragonstone. Certainly. 
when John showed up there because she tells Varys that that you and I will both die in this strange country. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. they're both from Essos. I mean, if she doesn't show up in this battle, it, it, I'll be pretty pissed off if, like, you know, this battle comes and goes. And then she's like, hello, Daenerys, and now the Lord blesses you. Like, she's she's resurrected, like, yeah. another Baratheon or yeah. something. She's like, oh, I found you. him. This we is the Lord of Light. Winterfell, yeah. where the hell were you? Yeah. We fought the Night King and everything. Like, we didn't... Uh, yeah. Well, there's ever a time for red priestess to come riding in. <laughs> Maybe she like went to go rally all the other red priestesses, and they're all going to like <laughs> show up, like Gandalf like, yeah. at like the battle of <laughs> the battle of uh, the Hornhill or whatever, and just like ride in with their red dresses and save everyone. Oh my God, that I still want this. <laughs> would be metal, just birth and smoke babies, yeah. and. <laughs> shooting fire the sun comes up over the hill like it does like gandalf yes. and he's like they all come down the hill and he's like yes. um. smoke babies. The, yeah it's just a bunch of horses with smoke babies on top of them oh, it's her and an army of smoke babies so like when weird. uh when uh oh, aragorn, what, with the army aragorn the yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i was trying to think Oh, um, so I also like in that short scene that, that Gilly brings this like Aww. awesome, uh, like, uh, you know, strength into that. And I, I just thought yeah. that was very cool it was to, really cute. to give her a few moments. Um, and then the Rangers returning horn also made me emotional. <laughs> yeah. Was, like they're here. I, I like, I braced myself for the next two blasts, mm-hmm. but I knew, well, we haven't, you know, Tor- Tormund and, and Beric haven't returned yet. So, yeah. you know, this, that's what that is. But yeah. yeah, it was just like that whole recognition, like the the sound of it and everything uh, got me off. I, it, like got me uh, 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 emotional. I <laughs> There were such great lines in that. Um, Beric says that the Umbers are fighting for the Night King now. Yeah, yeah. they're fighting with the dead or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, cool. and then Tormund is like, you know, they're going to be here before the sun comes up comes up tomorrow and then immediately crooks his eye yeah. and turns Where's around the and is big like, lady? is the big woman still here? <laughs> I just love that he popped into frame as John was about to hug that other night. Yeah, guy. that was my favorite. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, where's Corbin? And he shows up like a Boom. St. Bernard, like tackling him. Yeah, where's my little <laughs> girl? St. Bernard, that's so perfect. <laughs> so right after that, we go to, we cut to like the battle plan scene, which also Emily and I talked about off air. Um, to terrible plans <laughs> that are concocted. but wait before we get to that i yeah. loved this scene in theory because this think about all the people around that table that mm-hmm. took eight oh, years yeah. to bring together yeah and it, every single one of them is is a character you have rooted for at some point uh maybe against too but you've rooted for them at least once you know over the course of this show they all have a, a very specific strength and as Tyrion confirms later on it's like a lot of them spent their whole you know their shows or their career or their show or their careers like fighting the starks and here they all are in winterfell mm-hmm. and like how just i mean that whole just seeing all those characters and actors together just felt so well earned oh and yeah. I, I had to rewind it i'm like god damn it like what a great moment to just let sit and linger for a second like yeah. they're all here it's not as bad a plan as other plans that they have True. made before. <laughs> um, but uh, we had two nominees for the, the terrible plan. I was, was saying to Emily, like the fact that Bran tells them, like, he knows where I am. He can find me anywhere. He's, I, his mark is on me. And then they're like, we should put you in the crypts. And it was like, that's where the children are. <laughs> you psychos. <laughs> this is a terrible yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, but then Emily, you, you kind of have problems with just leaving him in yeah. the godswood as bait. 
Well, it's not so much that he's bait. I think that part of the plan actually is a pretty solid. It's more of just like John's overall plan of like, I'm <laughs> trying to do John's ways. Oh, uh, well, we should get the Night King and then <laughs> the, everyone else will die. And I'm like, hey, dude, that that is a solid strategy if there wasn't a bajillion fucking dead dudes between you and said Night King. Like, yeah. that's like, cool, good plan. You guys don't have an Olympic level javelin thrower to, <laughs> to throw yeah. a, a friggin' dragon glass at him. So that's a well, dumb plan. Maybe they're going to put Brandon <laughs> one of those trebuchets and like right <laughs> when the Night King is about to snatch him up, they just flip him back over the wall. <laughs> But the confusing thing is, I believe the Godswood, and they showed a map of it pretty clearly. I, yeah. I believe the Godswood is within Winterfell's walls. Yes. Yeah, but it is an outside wall. So I would assume okay, gotcha. they would just try to get in like through one of the outside walls. And they are going to have people stationed. Obviously, we see Theon volunteering again, like cry-inducing, like, dude, what is your deal? Like, how did you become so cool all of a sudden where he's like, I took yeah. this castle from you. Let me defend you now. Like, I was just like, dude... What, you were like had a long boat ride to think about all your mistakes and just like what you're gonna do right now. Like it was so good. And Brand just, just love... like Brand's little nod of just yeah. Okay. He's like yeah, okay. That's sure. I, yeah, Brand was a lot. Oh, Brand was <laughs> see Brand. Brand is a lot like Korg from uh, Thor Ragnarok, and this was oh, yeah. kind of like just yeah. very similar. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go talk to my friend Mick, and we're gonna be out in the the, the wood. You know, just like that whole. I, I'm gonna contest this with you guys though. I I mean, yeah. what else would you have them do? They know they're not yeah, going to be able to beat so. all these freaking. I mean, John even said like we can't. There's too many of them. We can't yeah. beat them. So the fastest way to. I mean, normally in in fantasy, by you know that we've seen before, they wouldn't even have this idea until halfway through the battle. Like, oh, maybe we should go kill him. Like the yeah. fact that they're planning for it. <laughs> well, um, you know. Okay, seems- so yeah, no, I, I sorry to interrupt, but I, I, just to just a fact check, like. I, I have this feeling that we saw something like this before. Like, was there, wasn't there something where they, they hit one of the white walkers and a bunch of the dead, like collapsed yeah, around that. It okay. Was, um, I, I believe, and you know, quote me on this because we're on a literal show. Um, but I think it was the white walker that John killed with the, um, the with his Valerian steel sword. One of the lieutenants. At hard home. At or, hard home. Yeah. Okay. Or the one that Sam killed. But we did not see it when they were stranded on the island in the Magnificent Seven episode. No, I believe okay. it was earlier than that. Like they ha- they went to yeah. the like North North armed with this information because I think it was a lieutenant that yeah. John killed at Hard Home with the Valerians. And that was the first time they realized, oh shit, Valerian steel. Well, yeah, can- Taylor and I talked about this. I think. I think that's just the Valyrian steel moment. I don't yeah, know that we saw yeah. others fall. Yeah. But we know at Hardhome, we watched the Night King like raise them all up without touching them. Yeah. He's like, so, come at me, bro. <laughs> I know that's a big clue of like they're attached to him somehow. He didn't, you yeah. know. But, mm-hmm. but I, think I really that's where do John's have this, driving his info is from that moment. I have mm-hmm. this feeling. I just feel like somehow in my mind, there's a scene where they kill a white walker and the whites collapse around him but uh, yeah. that's just wishful thinking todd maybe so i know that um, i'm now having to like think back like would i just wish this into being like yeah. like is this head canon i don't you may get to see it in a week i know who knows <laughs> True. Yeah. um we uh we did get this 
amazing line from Bran and then backed up by Sam, which is he says uh, he wants to erase this world and I am its memory. And yeah. that was so cool to me. And I then just Sam like was like, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Everyone turns to Sam and then he like gives this beautiful speech about like, yeah, it's not just stories, it's memories. And everyone's like, oh, dude, oh, man, that's like, that hits so close. They all like kind of like have to like look away for a minute. Like, oh, shit. You know what's going to happen though, right? That that scene is, is all I needed to hear to confirm my theory that at the end of this whole thing, there's going to be some like narrated sequence where Sam's talking about it. He's like, that's why I decided to write a book called the song of ice and fire and like he's gonna be telling it to gilly's like gilly's gonna get smoked in this next battle and then like he's gonna be telling it to like gilly's kid and he's gonna be like and that's when oh, i decided no. to write the book a song oh, of God. ice and fire about my two favorite people danny and john here they are <laughs> he's sta- staring into a snow globe and yeah we talked about the fact that sam is is as as much as can be expected the mary sue of george r r martin inside this book mm-hmm. you know it's got or gary stew i guess in this case yeah i'm just hoping it's like he turns into like the peter falk character from princess bride and it's just <laughs> at the end of it it's just yes. like fred savage in bed and yeah. <laughs> and sam has just told him the whole story and you're like that's wait what good. um I, no I, I don't wish for that but yeah, that's a great not. lead in what you well, just wait, said wait, taylor real, well, real quick the, yeah. Real quick, going back to that, what do you think the Night King is going to do to Bran? Straight up murder him. Kill him. Straight up murder him or turn <laughs> him into a white, like like basically do the blue eye baby thing to him and make him. I think it's plunging the uh, a stone into him, just like we saw the children do to create the Night King. And then make him another like high level white walker to basically yeah. be his soothsayer. And, you know, yeah. No, I'm honestly more curious about because like you know they never really go into a ton of detail about what the three-eyed raven is like is it a child of the forest is it a being of old is it just like an ethereal kind of being that inhabits flesh so i'm i'm more curious like could he be turned into a white mm. like is the is his physical body even important is what i'm thinking like for Did, the, the three-eyed raven well it definitely doesn't seem that way in the books like in the yeah. books it's he's like as far as i recall he's literally a part of that tree like the, yeah. the roots and branches are running through him yeah and so the fact that he's like inhabiting a human form yeah i mean they gave us a human form in in what I man i'm losing his name but he was in, in star wars too but um max max bonsaito bon, yeah, yeah bonsaito and so they gave because they're like we can't just have a talking tree that's weird. Um, so that's what I'm kind of more curious about. Of he, Bran says he wants to kill him, and that's just kind of what I believe. Of like, I don't think the Night King has yeah. any higher mm. purpose for the Three Eyed Raven aside from the fact that he, like Bran said, he is this world's memory, and without it, this world will die. Do you hear what else Bran said though? That was interesting. There have he said multiple Three Eyed Raven. He's like yeah. he's tried to kill Three Eyed Ravens before. before. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like Ravens. I thought there was yeah. just one before you. There's well, I think he's no, meaning like been it's been more. passed on. You know, there was yeah. Max von Sydow, and then there was like the one before him. And oh, yeah. see, and I always thought it was just that one before. Like I just thought Max oh, von Sydow right. was the only no. one, and now yeah. Bran's the second one. I didn't no, no, realize. no. There's been more. Just like there has been other Night Kings before. Well, this also then kind of blows a hole in that theory that the three-eyed raven was always brand that he made himself um oh, the night yeah. king you mean no, no I, that we're not even going to entertain that i'm talking <laughs> about no the the theory has always been that max von Sydow was brand grown like old and old. like basically he yeah. made himself and right. i was always yeah. like that could be interesting but if there have been multiple ravens in the past it just i don't know if that's yeah it's just like a title just like yeah. the night king as well well um i, I what i like about that that scene 
and this is like I'm really reading into this, but the next scene we get is uh, Tyrion pulling up a chair next to Bran and asking uh, to to like to tell a story. Yeah, and I there to me there was such a great connection between them talking about how Bran was like the memory of the world, mm-hmm. and then having the memory of the world talk to the storyteller of the world. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. this is the guy that spins tales mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. I, I, I love that moment. And I actually uh, didn't know what to think when, when we get sort of the round table scene with <laughs> everyone else drinking around the fire, because I thought Tyrion would have spent the entire night talking to Bran. Right. Thank um, you. Probably. Yeah. I was a little yeah. confused by that. I'm like, it took, how long did that take? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I left here and yeah. I became a tree <laughs> and then Hodor <laughs> saved me and I'm back. Or in typical Bran form, he's like, oh, no, no, nothing much. Just, <laughs> well, I did some the stuff. Was, I came back. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm sorry, whichever of you said it about uh, uh, the roboticism of Bran being explained in that scene with mm. Jamie and, and the gods. he feels no feels. <laughs> but I feel like then once that was clearly revealed to Jamie, like I'm not Bran, I'm the Three-Eyed Raven, mm-hmm. then there were a couple moments with Bran where I felt like, not that he was emotional, but it made his responses make more sense for sure mm-hmm. like I oh, thought the nod the nod to theon was like oh man like that's him directing the emotion of the viewer yeah. and then okay. when it, when he acknowledges <laughs> to Tyrion, like you know my life's been stranger than most like mm-hmm. it, it was like wow okay yeah you know he's has some awareness of himself mm-hmm. i guess um then after that we get uh, uh masande and gray worm Aww. um I, my notes were damn <laughs> know <laughs> there's no place for us here that I was uh, what she said and man that was I thought heavy. it was it was really heavy and compounded with this last week I read an article and it was like the first like Game of Thrones was all too real for black people yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like the two brownest characters we have blackest characters riding in with all these white people and the white people are like we hate you like yeah that that feels pretty legit real but I liked I thought and maybe it was just like they didn't have a lot of time to like go into detail but I like that they kind of thought like this is where Danny was gonna live <laughs> the rest yeah. of the time like they're like yeah. this terrible winter place like we can't stay here and I'm yeah. like this isn't it's sunnier in the south like don't worry about it like it was kind of cute that they didn't like they're so they probably never seen snow before like from living in the in the east like it was probably oh we can't stay here in this winter place with danny like this is terrible <laughs> they clearly haven't been to dorm yet they're yeah, just like exactly. i miss the beach and somewhere yeah. like the the martels are like hey yeah. uh yeah hey we're, we're here, here. <laughs> yeah we've been with us too yeah uh, it was just adorable <laughs> it was like we can't stay here with her i'm like you won't but it's cute that you think that uh, we get, uh, right from that, we get, uh, more feels with, um, Sam and John and Ed being reunited on no. the wall. And, yeah. uh, and I guess it's, I think it's Ed who says, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you, what did you just say? And Ghost, Ghost was there too. Really? Wait, was yeah. Ghost there with those three? I thought yeah. you said at the very was, end. No, he was standing on the wall with them. I did not notice because one of my questions was, where is Sam. Ghost? Yeah. He's standing behind Sam. Um, like mm. on a little platform, a little raised platform, so you can kind of see him a little bit better. But uh, yeah, and he's all white, and it's kind of dark, so maybe you just were focused. Are you sure it wasn't a white-haired man stumped over no, from drunk? No, it was totally <laughs> ghost. But I was kind of, I was kind of, I was telling uh, Todd before we started, I was like, yeah, but it was like baby ghost, like it was like only wolf-sized ghost, oh, not dire wolf-sized CGI'd. ghost. <laughs> yeah, so he wasn't CGI; he was just like the wolf double or whatever. Okay, um, right. but I was still like oh, ghost for like 
five minutes or whatever. Man, he has not been around for a while. So I don't, I was wondering, like, what became of Ghost? Where yeah. has he been? Has he just he been at Winterfell there. this whole time? Yeah, he's been hanging. He's just okay. been prowling. <laughs> uh, <Packing> it. <laughs> I think it's Ed who says the uh, the line that got me, which was now our watch begins. Oh, yes. Um, oh. And then there's this funny little confrontation between oh. uh, him and Sam. Uh, where Sam kind of has to pull out his bona fides on like yeah. how he he's killed yeah. a White Walker and whatever, and to which uh, Ed has no response except to, yeah. to sort of go like, "Whoa, Samuel Tarley, yeah. poonhound!" I know <laughs> Sam has killed a White Walker and fathered a child. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? <laughs> it's like lover of women, yeah. killer of White Walker. I love that. So it was like it was like his receipts moment of like, "Um, excuse you." Yeah, <laughs> I'm a badass. Yeah. He, kill the first he, bloody white yeah. walker this guy right here i love that he adds though he's like i stole a bunch of library books yes. oh yeah yeah <laughs> nobody stopped me oh walk right out. our uh our next scene is the the sort of uh I, I call it the round table but it's around the first scene of them around the fire i i love the way this was set up where it's like jamie and Tyrion having a moment and then brienne and pod walk in Yay. uh Although she says, let's get some sleep. And they're like, no, let's keep drinking. And my notes, I put, no, seriously, some sleep would be yeah. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, but Jamie was right. He's like, you honestly think anybody's going to get some yeah, sleep like, right now? Yeah, like nobody's sleeping. Like, my um, favorite of that little first part was where she tells Pod like half a cup and then Tyrion fills it and it's overflowing. And yeah. he like gives like Pod the wink and when Pod's like, thank you, thank God. Like, yeah. All of this. <laughs> uh, then uh, a moment later, uh, Davos and Tormund come in. I... Torment is bringing a road beer. <laughs> road, road milk. <laughs> and then Torment, I, I love that that story he tells about why they call him Giant's Bane because oh he just invents his own yeah. myth about himself. Every time. It's every yeah. time it's different. <laughs> Wanna yeah. know how I got these cards? Yeah. This I mean, time was pretty good though. I just she thought I was her baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm so, so strong. Funny. My it's question was: Did he think that was going to impress Brienne? Was he being like, was it was this his move? Like, I'm going to tell this story, and she's going to think the world of me. And it's I, like she... I, I thought he was trying to like do a hey, look at what a big strong man I am to Jamie. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Like good, he saw how yeah. they kind of were looking at each other, and maybe he like, knew a little bit of like how they were together. And I think he was trying to be like, hey, buddy, I'm big and strong, and killed a giant what have you done with your one hand like he was like doing a little power play with jamie i was a little worried though <laughs> right before he telling he started telling a story that he was just gonna whip out his dong or something yeah. just like because i'm like he was he stood up and kind of walked over there and like kind of readjust i'm not kidding i'm not kidding he was kind of readjusting his pants i'm like oh man are we is this where we're headed and then he didn't i was like thank god because that the show has done that kind of thing before. oh yeah, yeah. Sure. you know it's not like that's a, a new fresh take on game of thrones yeah. like we, we oh, haven't man. seen it for a little while but like goodness yeah. i'm just i'm glad i'm glad you went another way in, in my so, notes i literally just wrote down everything about torment yeah <laughs> every scene that he was in was so good especially too in this same like little round table where he talk, he's like talking to Brienne, like this could this could be our last yeah. day on Earth, or whatever. <laughs> oh, and Jamie's like, you see Jamie in the background, looking at him, looking at Brienne, looking at him, like, uh, oh, oh, and this like little smirk on his face of, oh, I see what's happening here. It was really cute. 
<laughs> I do feel bad for Torment. He has tried so hard with Brienne, oh, and like so she just hard. wants the she just has the utter look of disgust every time yeah. it cuts to her when he's talking. Oh, yeah, he drinks like weird milk. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's happening I, with him. I, that was beer. Come on, guys. It I was I like road beer. It was beer. the foamy part of the beer. It, that, uh, no, it was definitely some sort of milk. Oh, so was that the point of the giant's milk story to, like, intimidate them with all yeah. And then he's got a horn of milk? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm rushing us along, but we, we are running pretty long. But uh, mm -hmm. after that, we get that great, you know, but short scene of Arya reconnecting with the Hound and Beric. And I love the fact that, like, she spooks the hound and then she's more pissed off at Barrack. Yeah. Yeah. Which was yeah. totally appropriate. Love I love that. It was yeah. so funny. Um, then I had asked you before if you were, if you, we have a group chat open because I wanted to share with you the notes I took about the scene exactly after that. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> is like, when, All right. when Gendry and Arya comes to see Gendry. Yeah. And Gendry gives her his, the weapon that he's made for her. And which we were, I would think one of us was right that it was like a bow staff or like a double yeah. sided yeah. kind of thing. So I, we nailed it, guys. Good job. Yeah. Uh, and then Emily, you can you can narrate uh, the rest of that scene if you yeah. like. Yeah. Um, man, like, and it was funny, like, out of all the characters who are like, this is our last, this could be our last night that Arya is the one that took advantage of that thing. Like, that, of that, like, line, like, I thought that was really fun. And for me, too, like, with her, because I just love her so much in these last couple of seasons. I really liked that, you know, she was kind of like, take, take charge mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I think especially for, uh, you know, women in both fantasy worlds and this real world, you know, we're, we're kind of taught that our first time should be, you know, super special and with someone we're in love with or married or, you know, at least like in a, a, a real bed, you know, like that's, and she's just like, not nah, fuck it. I don't care. Like we're in this forge or the stock room and like, he's hot and I'm, I like him and this, we could die tomorrow. And I want to experience one of being what, one of the things that makes us human of taking pleasure in other people and that she decided for herself, she's kind of one of the few characters, main character, female characters that's gotten to do that of deciding for herself who she gets to be with and the kind of man she wants to be with. And it just so happened to be Gendry. And I had the same reaction as Todd, which was, oh my God, oh my God, now they're kissing. Oh my God, now her shirt's off. Like, oh my God, this is really happening. Like, it was oh, really good. She said, is that, was that your first time? Um, I was like, oh no. Like I knew, oh, I, I, I knew yeah. it was coming. I'm like, oh, oh really? I know. Yeah, I, I, knew, I, mean, I knew it was coming too. She started bringing that up. I was like, oh, girl. I also thought it was really sweet too. That um, sorry, I'm like dominating this conversation. But, no, please. Um, that Gendry was honest. Like that yeah. he, you know, he at first he tried to like be, you know, be that man's man of like I wasn't counting whatever, and then he's like, okay, three. I've been with three people, and I think that was really sweet of him. Like he, he didn't, he wanted her to know that this would still be special for him and that she or would that be special a, or that he wasn't just a total man whore and you know yeah, i thought that was really sweet like he could have played it off like what does it matter like i'm experienced enough or whatever but he 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 was honest and i think that was really really cute do you think he was um do you think he was horribly intimidated that this little girl he once knew was now you know a woman seducing him in this room like his reaction 
seemed a one of I mean just constant awe and like be like oh my like he I mean intimidated was the word I kept writing down like he feel I I, I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for this. Yeah, I mean, I think it because they saw each other before this, like mm-hmm. two other yeah. times, like not just before, like this whole the first start of this first season. So I think he's kind of gotten like, wow, she's different. She's grown up. She's experienced yeah. things. Um, and I think, but it, in this last two episodes, he's really got to see her. You know, the person that she is now. That she's capable. She's she's dangerous. She is unafraid. And mm-hmm. I think I think it was more like he couldn't believe this was happening, you know, like that it was like, Oh my God, this beautiful, smart, capable, dangerous, you know, deadly woman is coming on to me. Like, how did Mm. I get so lucky? Mm. And I I liked that where he was like, wow, this is really happening. And I like that they had a, they have a history and it's not, this isn't just a a character that was conveniently sort of shoved in the plot to give either one of them, uh, you know, a, a, you know a last chance kind of (laughs) night yeah yeah. and i think even when she was young and went and they were stolen or whatever when they were on the way to the wall that they definitely cared about each other she she thought he was cute and he protected her and so i think that is it's it was like a good you know the slowest of slow burn romances for for got i'm still still so used to seeing Maisie williams as a little kid that i was still like oh my gosh my little Maisie side boob no Maisie, no in in real life she's 22 years old i'm like what that's true yeah thank you emily i actually googled that after the last episode yeah because i have that same feeling of like like she's the little sister like she's like my little sister you know and i'm yeah Yeah. and when she was making flirty eyes with gendry (laughs) in the last episode i was like wait a second like is this age appropriate and i Googled her age, like the actor's age, yeah. and went, oh, hey, Macy wow, okay. One year younger than Sophie Turner. Holy crap. Yeah. She's just know. extremely short. Yeah. Yeah, there, she's, <laughs> she's very young looking. She has like a baby face. Like, it's very confusing. <laughs> like um, me. <laughs> we go back to the round table. Um, this was, oh, my God. Emily, the waterworks must have turned on during the, the round table in front of the fire. This was Thorman <laughs> saying, fuck tradition. <laughs> and then... Jamie uh, knighting Brienne, which yeah. was so touching and yeah. so beautiful. Oh my God. And I think too, it was like before, and they kind of mentioned this like in the inside the episode later or whatever, but when she sees Jamie earlier and she's like, why aren't you insulting me? or like making fun of me. Like she, she's gotten, you know, tricked and made fun of by him and probably the majority of the men in her life for her whole life. And this was kind of like, the real tangible example that he respects her, that yeah. he thinks she's a good warrior, that she deserves this, you know, and that she is getting acceptance from someone she never thought she would get acceptance from. Like not just as a person, but just as a fighter, that the fighter and the the legend that Jamie is. Like and it, and it was cute too because she was like, at first she said, I don't even care about being a knight. And I'm like, bitch, yeah, you do. Like, please, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but she's probably had to say that her whole life. Yeah. You know, like, no, I don't even care. I, it's not important to me, blah, blah, blah. And this was like the culmination of like, it is important to you. And it's not just him. It was like, everyone started copying, especially Tormund. Like, like everyone sees you and recognizes your abilities. And now you have the, t- you never needed the title to go with it, but now right. you have it. And yeah. no one in that room was was like, you know, somebody who didn't deserve to be there, who was going to like just, you know, humor her. Like everybody was legitimate. You could have thrown Jorah in there probably too. And he would have yeah. been like, yes, I've heard tale of you, Brianna. I shall, yeah. I shall oh, yeah. also stand. You know, yeah. everybody, it wasn't so what it didn't, it wasn't like it was patronizing her. No, you know, not both at from all. her point of view or ours. I really, really like that. It, just, it yeah. all felt very genuine and earned again. Sure. Very well. Yeah. Earned. That, 
uh, so we we jump from that very heavy moment to the much more lighthearted moment that you've already talked about, which is the the Mormons, uh, <laughs> little tiny Liana dressing <laughs> down Jorah, yeah. which finally, yeah. Um, and then and then right after that, I, all my notes at this point just became people's names with exclamation yeah. marks after them. <laughs> yep. Was Sam presenting his father's sword to Jorah? Yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, what was the name so of that beautiful. sword? It's Heart's really stupid too. Pain? No. That's a, yeah, Heartsbane. Maybe so. We got two hearts, Heart yeah. Eater and Heartsbane. Heartsbane, I think. Yeah, it was something Bane, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I love, too, there's, like, the, the discussion of fathers of, like, obviously yes. Samuel Charlie's yeah. father sucked. And Jorah Mormont was more of a father to Sam than his own father. And on the opposite side, Jorah was a shitty son. And yeah, yeah. never got to have that relationship that Sam had with um, his father. And so it was, I think that was really, really lovely. And of course, Sam can't even hold that sword. So please give it to someone who can kill some White Walkers. Like, that was the most comically large sword. It was, <laughs> it <really> was. so <laughs> big. It was like a stupid big. Ten bucks says next week it'll be slightly smaller when Jorah's currently yeah. around. Draws like, it. The, yeah, the, the yeah, prop yeah. sword is like a little man- more manageable. I mean, uh, Ian Glenn sells that. I mean, more and more lately. I mean, when he first when he first appeared as a character, I loved Jorah, and then he had that sort of man in the wilderness time, and you know, it wasn't quite the same. But Ian Glenn is really reminding me why I love that character. He's playing him with yeah. such. Just uh, class and character, yeah. and you just you care so much about him. You're like, when he finally dies, it's going to be I'm going to shed a, a massive tear because that guy's really he's yeah. he's he's had a long harrowing journey to much like Theon, mm-hmm. um, but regain sort of his lost honor. Yeah, when he left, mm-hmm. he was you know Ned kicked him out for being a slave slave trader slave owner. So it's really cool to see all these mm-hmm. threats coming together. I had one more note during this scene that this entire episode almost feels like purgatory. It feels oh. like. Here's all these people mm. that have come to, to find each other again and have these amazingly redemptive moments where they are, you know, getting back what they once were. You know, Theon's back in Winterfell with the respect of his family again. Jorah, you know, Jorah's back home with respect wow. of his family again. Like it just goes on and on. And you're like, oh shit, so many of these people are gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's oh that's no. And and it's and I'm glad they did this because it's going to make next week so much more meaningful and impactful as mm-hmm. as people go yeah. down or change, you know, or change into White Walkers. Well, Boy. and I, I wanted to mention that one of the great things about that scene uh, was Jorah repeats a line about the Night Watch. Uh, we guard the realms of men or something like I think mm-hmm. that's the one he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and it flashed back to exactly what you were talking about, Taylor, of like he he was forced out of Westeros for his dishonor. I, I'm sure there's some backstory where he was offered to go to the wall and he didn't do it or something. I can't really remember. Uh, you're right. Directly. No, his, yeah. what's his father's name? Um, Gior. Gior Mormon. Yeah, Gior Mormon. He, t- he talked about that. I think he was telling a story to Sam or John, no, to John when he gave John the sword. He's like, you know, my son had the chance to come and do this and he didn't. So you're more of a son than he would have been. Yeah. Here, take the sword. You know, that was like kind of the whole basis of it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's also what made that ranger horn such a, a like emotional call was that you realize that no, the realms of men that they're guarding are now this far south. Like, yeah, yeah. Winterfell is the wall now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get we go, it flashes back to the round table. Tyrion asks if anyone knows a song. Thank God we didn't get the reigns of Castamere or uh, the the bear. And <laughs> I was the so bear. afraid we were. Yeah. I, I thought the reigns of Castamere was going to be suggested. I, I was like, Don't I was like, that dare. is so inappropriate. Do not say that you dare. in Winterfell. Yeah. Um, but 
Oh my god. Then we get a song montage. Uh, which so was good. I just that was where I wrote all I just put the feels exclamation mark. It's going around showing those last moments between the couples and you know, Arya's awake in bed with Gendry, who's asleep, and uh Nisende is kissing uh Grey Worm and uh, it, that yeah. was that was hard. And then it we get like the theme. The same oh, level, sorry. sorry, it was like the same level of feels when Pippin sings. Yes, before, yes. Before uh, oh, oh, and it's just so beautiful. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that. That no music, just like really good voice, and of of just oh man, the, it was like that was sort of totally reminded me of it. I was like, I'm glad you did this because I don't know if I don't care if it's a ripoff, but it was so good. Yeah, perfect. I, I totally agree. And then and then we get the scene that I didn't know we would if we would get or not, which is in the crypt. And my notes at that point say, Danny, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I think that's what I saw on her face. You and mine just said, stop, not now. Don't do this yeah. now. You <laughs> effing idiots, do yeah, not do this not right be a more now. inappropriate time, yeah. John. Oh, John, oh, no, my God. <laughs> but she is again. So the, the scene is, of course, John telling her the story of, of his birth. And again, she's worried about the fucking throne. I know. That's what I wrote down. I was like, Danny did not take the news well. And it's like she was way less concerned that she's been sleeping with her own nephew. Yeah, she didn't say Dan. that. She's like, yeah, yeah no, she's she, like, she, oh, she, oh, you're, a, mean, you're, a, you have a claim to the Iron Throne. I'm like, you should right. probably be more concerned and, that your brother secretly married a woman everyone thought he raped, and right. he's standing right in front of you, their their progeny. Like that's what you should be way more concerned about. Exactly, as as what as you pointed out during uh, the Jamie trial, like she has been told of her father's actual craziness and it, mm-hmm. like I know that's a lot to take in but it should have been it should have sort of closed the circle on all that information like oh you know yeah he, like my uh, dad was evil my brother was good right and exactly. had something good come from his life yeah, yeah. like and, my dad was rightfully murdered and my brother was wrongfully murdered yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah um and then we get you know so there, then there's a last look on the wall where we hear the three horns but there's also that last look between Daenerys and John. Mm. I assume they are going off to ride the dragons. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Um, like, Bye, we're gonna go get our. But it's definitely like it's like a loaded look because we've mm-hmm. just seen the scene in the crypt, and then they, yeah, you I know, mean, it's, it's kind of a, an Iceman Maverick sort of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, moment of like, yeah, we're gonna go fight these Migs together. But you know, I just you're don't on my, understand you're on my list. I just don't understand why John would do this. Like he's gonna, it's gonna distract both of them. I'm like, this is the most important battle of your lives of the entire civilization in which you are going to govern you know it's why would you yeah. why would do you, you do this now what would you gain from doing this now i don't understand do you think they'll have an argument like mid-flight sort of like a, a how the fast and the furious <laughs> characters can just talk to each other as their cars are driving no, i think it's pretty windy up there like i don't think they're gonna get a chance but i think it's kind of it'll it'll ratchet up the tension of like oh dang like even if they survive this like what's gonna happen afterwards yeah. well so this brings up a, a technical question that I had earlier, but I wanted to bring up when we talk about Daenerys and John leaving to ride the dragons, which is, so if Bran is waiting in the godswood for the Night King, isn't the Night King going to be on a dragon? Yes. Like, what is the point of having a one human being out there to just get roasted? Right? I don't, yeah, know, I don't I think, think he's going to kill him. That's why I go back to that. I don't think his goal is to kill him. I think it's to turn right. him. I think it's to turn him into, like, the new White Walker supercomputer. Yeah. To- you know, carry around and then like, cause he said, he's like, that's the only way that it's not that Bran goes away. It's that he uses his powers yeah. to then go. Cause remember Bran can go back and seed the past. 
if he yeah. wants to. So it's like then all history is is White Walker history. Um, you know, that's what I'm more. That's what scares me more than anything. Like that's just that's what a horrifying thing for this boy on this chair to suddenly be this weapon of evil. You know. Yeah. All right. I'm so, excited for the dragon battle. I'm sure that's what. It'll oh hell yes! Because <laughs> then that's what because that John implied that in like the round table that they right. they want to they want to keep the dragons close to Bran to defend Winterfell, but not too close. So I feel mm-hmm. like if the Night King rides in on a dragon, that'll be dragon fight, <laughs> dragon mm-hmm. fight for Bran. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good way to lead into uh, what Taylor wanted us to conclude with, which is the Deadpool. Oh, who yes. is who's living die. and who's dying. Can I go first? Yeah. yeah. All right. I've got a hit. I got a small but 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 pointed hit list. Bran dies. What? Yep. Okay. I think I think they're about to convert him and like they somebody. <laughs> oh, somebody, you think they're going to be successful with that? No, they're not. But they're only because they somebody. Well, like like John kills him or somebody you know that he loves killed like Theon kills him or something. Oh shit! Can he warg up into a raven like uh uh what's his name for like um. Uh, yes dude yeah. from the office did yeah yeah dude from garrett <laughs> garrett yeah, garrett. No. yeah no, just, garrett brand's already done it no i think i mean and if he lives he lives as the as a warg in one of the dragons maybe mm-hmm. he wargs into the ice dragon Ooh. i mean there's all i think brand's going down i think the physical boy brand dies next week oh my god that would be a power move yeah right? like, take power control move. of the dragon mm-hmm. the night king is like finished plunging the the uh dragon glass into brand's heart and then this blue dragon like turns red again and just fries the night king and mm-hmm. brand and the brand body Ooh, oh man that'd be crazy okay next next person like, gray worm done yeah sir jora done yeah theon done mm-hmm. uh now here's where it gets a little controversial gilly done Ooh, wait why, why do you think gilly's I just don't. I just don't like Gilly. So I thought she, I've never been a Gilly fan. I'm I sorry, and Gilly. I feel like she's going to do something dumb in the crypt. That's going to create. You know, she's going to be like the first turned in the crypt, or something's going to happen. And it's going to be her <laughs> fault. So screw her. And then, most controversially, Arya. Ooh, I, I think she goes. Not say it. Well, no, I, I think it's Brienne. Uh, I would. I would pick Brienne over Arya. Sorry, Emily. I'm going to give you the next Deadpool if you got anybody oh. you want to add to that. Okay. I'm actually noting these so that next week we can return oh, to this. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my list was Jamie, Theon. Um I said Miss I was gonna say Missandri. What? Yeah. I think that she is is a few I think she loves Grey Worm enough she would sacrifice herself for him. Mm. Oh uh, instead of Grey Worm. Yes, instead of Grey Worm. I think it's Missandri. Um I think <laughs> I don't want Gilly to die, but my friend Foster pointed out to me that there are dead people down in that crypt. Yes. <laughs> yes. So oh, gotcha, the Night gotcha, King, gotcha. like, raise the My husband said that too, of like, aren't there like dead bodies down there? And I'm like, I think it's a lot of like bones, but still the bones could come back. So maybe some people in the crypt will die. But oh. I think, you know, they got some people down there that mm-hmm. will defend them. Are we going to get Rob's body with that wolf head on it? Come oh, on. Jesus. Oh, no. Put that away. No um, more of that. I don't want I don't want that image in my mind anymore. I know. But I don't think any of like the, the Starks will die. I don't think Danny or John will die this time or Really? Tyrion. Okay. I think, those, I, I, I think those are the people that will be spared. I'm going to encourage you Emily to think about the the symbolism of it being Winterfell in this final battle and a Stark doesn't die defending the the home. Like it's I feel like 
one of them's well, gotta I think go. He's like like my sub in is Theon of like he's okay. not a Stark Stark, but yeah. like John, he grew up in Winterfell. He's a he's willing to give his life for a Stark and give his life for this place. And I think he's kind of the sub in of like they'll kind of treat him like you know our brother has fallen. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I think we're even being. I, I think I'm being too generous. I think all but one of them are gonna go. It's yeah. It, I feel like we're we're missing a lot of people. Like the Hound. I think the Hound still needs to face the mountain. I think yep. that's why oh, he will 100%. survive. Bendrick can't die, so I guess he's okay. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's no red priest to bring him back, so unless oh, that's well, maybe maybe freaking the red woman will show up and be like, oh. yeah, yeah, As they ride in triumphantly. We are here to free you yes, from the Lord of Light. Yeah. I, I don't even want to bring it up, but what's going to happen to Davos? Well, sad. He's I don't want to think about eventually. that, Todd. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, you know, I probably should have him on this list, but I, sh- I don't know if I want to. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who will die for other people. Like Davos would die to defend John, just as Jorah would die to defend Danny. Yeah, Eon will oh. die to defend Bran. You know that kind of stuff. You know, you know that's a really interesting thought right there. Yeah. There's one okay. Then on that, uh, okay, I'll, I'm going to follow you on that logic, which I 100% support, and tell you that Brienne will not die because Tormund will sacrifice. Yeah. Himself. I, I, I was just coming up with that too, Taylor. Or right Jamie. There. Yeah. Tormund and Jamie together. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> with this beautiful love triangle that no. No, I think because <laughs> you, you're like you have to ask yourself this question: Which battle is more meaningful for any of these characters to die in? This one or the battle for King's Landing? And yeah, I don't that's... see had any reason for Tormund to make it to King's. Like, no. what would he have to do? Or Theon. So, or Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jorah. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Taylor, you had some final observations, or at least you wanted to open the floor up to any that we might have. Uh, uh, well, the only – I had two, but we already answered one, What, which was um, uh, where's uh, where's the wolf? <laughs> where's Ghost? Yeah. Like, oh, so that's – <laughs> That's taken care of. But I did want to point out, I paid very special attention to the intro again this year, uh, this week. Yeah. And yes, the astrolabe is definitely darker and more minimal and it's reflected on the game board. So the game board, there's not much sunlight at all. It's just, it's very dark and shadowy as it scrolls, yeah. you know, uh, up and down. So there, that astrolabe has never been so dim. Uh, that's very, yeah, curious. it was very dim. And I noticed that it wasn't very circular either. It was yeah. more of like a plane and there was less rings. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. It was weird. Uh, uh, wow. Um, I have no final <laughs> observations. Um, and I am, uh, I, despite telling you both that I was keeping you strictly under an hour, we have run well over that. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say, uh, do you, what would you like to plug, Emily? Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at that Emily Kelly. And if you like um, choose your own adventures type stories, you can check out a mobile game that I write for, which is a great game. And it's called Choices, available on your app store or in Google Play. Taylor, where can people find this podcast and other great podcasts? Well, if you also like Todd and I talking, we talk a good comics podcast called Panelism, which you can find just by searching that or by going to panelism.inc.ink, which is a URL and an Instagram handle and a Twitter handle. No. Yeah, that's Winter Handle. But go there, find this podcast, search Wednesday in Westeros, tell your friends, subscribe and share. And we will uh, be back next week with probably a lengthy episode. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's going to be a tough well. one. Uh, yes, uh, now our watch begins. Uh, seven blessings to you all. Zora, hi, Todd. And what do we say to the Lord of Death? See you next week.
Emily, we've never even talked about how she wargs into a cat. I know. Dogs. We've never. That, like, wait, that whoa, was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Is that true? Is that a surprise, yeah, Taylor? True. I was what? thinking about this the other day, actually. It was like, when the, like, they only talked about the warging for like two seconds when John was in the wilds and they've never talked about it again. Yeah. In the show. In the books, I talk about it all the time. But like in the show, they're like, oh, yeah, he could go into animals. And they're just like, there's like, oh, I guess there's more important things that we could talk about. Well, warging is an actual thing in the Game of Thrones canon book wise. Yeah, oh. and it's pretty big. Yeah. It's like a big deal. Like a wait, wait, wait. When we say warging, we don't mean turning into a cat. We mean like using your like mental seeing. abilities. Yeah, yeah. like seeing yeah. through. There's like at least a couple, like almost half a chapter where they are warged into their wolves and interacting with other wolves or, in, or seeing other characters and stuff. As the wolves, yeah. But Arya yeah. had that ability in the book. And they just never. And yeah. so does John. And, and so does John. Yeah. Oh wow, John. Yeah. yeah. But and Arya Bran. is known as Cat of the Canals when she's. In- <laughs> yeah. No, Whatever. she's not. Yes, yeah, she is. In oh my god, yeah. Cat of the Canals. canals. They are so desperate for names.